This is the Baronfield Experience. Welcome to Christmas. Interrupting all program. Interrupting all program. Interrupting all program. such a weird thing to think is somehow blocking everything else from taking place when the entire head of the university doesn't want anything yeah, to yeah, do it's, any of it. It's completely what's excluded. It's the, very, it's the the very thing that isn't so only becomes life, the yeah. thing. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, but that's itself like fucking amazing. But I do actually have a question, which I, I like, what, you know, if, if indeed, you know, we were in that Chatelet era of to live and think like pigs, right? <laughs> which we are. Which we are. Yeah. Then like, why haven't we been hearing from vets? Because literally we're in the human, we're all, we're all just part of a fucking, like it's really, it's not follow the science. It's like, what do the vets have to say so since we're, we're, because vets, obviously. You mean veterinarians. Yes, I mean veterinarians. <laughs> oh, very, no, 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 good yeah. point. Very Support good. our troops. Baronfield experience. Support our well, the frontline troops are in fact veterinarians, right? They're, they're like literally, they're like it's about lots of different animals, lots mm. of different diseases, lots of different kinds of bodies, all mixing and commingling mm. in a in a in a genuinely heterogeneous way. It's the vets who should be fucking, you know, leading the science rather than <laughs> doctors, like politicians, <laughs> like pundits. Like, I'm, I'm not wrong, am I, in, in saying like if no, this I'm, isn't I'm just because I, I wish you'd said this in. Like, this would have been an amazing hot take for 2020 to come out of the book. Yeah, I'm like, three, three years why, why late. No, sorry, that wasn't a snipe. No, no, I wasn't sort of saying, I just wish, as in the polemical force of it, at the heart of the pandemic Look, would be It's the be esprit de scalier yeah. of, 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 of philosophical belatedness. Um, like, uh, hey, Galen, it's all about esprit de scalier. Like well, that's right. The owl <laughs> trudging up, the, <laughs> trudging up <laughs> the staircase or down or something. It's like, if I'd been around, I would have said, don't do this little fuck up. Yeah, royally poor on. little guy. Yeah. Like, Well, Merry Christmas. So this is Merry Christmas, Christmas, guys. This is Christmas for the Baron Field experience. Um, the show today is basically readers' questions, not readers' questions, listeners' questions. Mm. So we're going to run through a series of seven or eight, nine, ten questions out of literally you know, thousands of the Baron Field experience received. A deluge. Yes. Thank you so much. But we just can't take any more at this no. point. But like, thank you for we'll your. Yeah, we'll get them in the next. In the next, like, yeah. So we're gonna we'll, we'll begin, and we'll begin with one from Eva. I think Eva's from Melbourne. Eva, Eva from Melbourne. Eva from Melbourne. We'll put, we'll put that in. She asks. She writes. <laughs> how feminine is Jesus Christ, and/or is immaculate conception possible? And then she adds, "Ha ha ha!" Looking forward to the episode. But 
Baron Phil experience is here to take all your questions seriously. <laughs> what do we think? Oh, where to begin? Feminine is Jesus Christ and or his immaculate... At this point, I am looking at Brian. Adam, I don't know about you. You may be the first man, but Brian is the... the yeah, the theologian. I believe that's true. Is there any indication in the... Uh, Gospels. Gospels, the Testaments, the liturgies, etc., Brian? Of a certain feminine... Mm. Was there any contemporary feminist scholarship on Jesus? I mean, oh, no, there's indeed yeah, there is. Be, right? No, indeed there is. Yeah. I mean, I feel he can't be as the second person of the Trinity and as the incarnate Logos. That in his divine aspect surely isn't gendered. The significance of how important if he's fully human, how important like the masculine gender is I'd say probably not a lot to do with gender norms. I'm also thinking about weird Gnostic texts, which maybe Eva knows about around the figure of Sophia, um, who in the Gnostics is yeah, incarnate wisdom who gets trapped on the earth and needs to be liberated. And some Gnostics have this kind of Christian Gnostics, this reading of the Christ figure messenger of the alien God ends up uh, in this kind of partnership to emancipate Sophia from her prison and so that they have a kind of quasi-sexual relationship but it's like knowledge as knowing and so forth and that's a way of bringing the feminine back in and last uh, immaculate conception was the question is it possible? Is it possible? Shouldn't say desirable. Yes, no. Is it ne- necessary? What is, is the modality of immaculate conception? Well, yeah. I think everyone's conception was immaculate as far as <laughs> to my knowledge. Like, there's no, there is no other kind. Like, so what does this take? No. I mean, it's obviously a, a sort of a modus attraction, immaculate conception, because it takes away something from mm. the possibilities of conception itself, right? It gives something else to that. So it'll take away the sex, obviously. Indeed. God doesn't have sex with... What's her name? Mary, 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 yeah. Mary. No, it's an insemination through Same the ear. Same name as the prostitute. Right? We, we, because it's through the, the, through the ear. The Logos you see comes in through the ear. Yeah, yeah. You see in yeah, Renaissance. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, you know, the angel right. comes down. I believe it's yep. Gabriel. Says, uh, you know, you're going to have a kid. And like, exactly. straight through, straight in through the Logos through the ear. Well, that's why we have Bang. seminars and so on. Indeed, in seminars. Like, that, that's right. We're all in semi- in semi- in thing. inseminated. Inseminated, inseminated. Well, you know that famous... Spermatikos Logos. Indeed, Logos. God bless all who sail at her, Adam. Yeah. But, uh, but there's also the question, I guess, of the feminine. What does uh, Eva, what does she mean by sort of any mm. discourse you mean by the feminine? And you already sort of articulated a thing which uh, elaborates the feminine side as it's assumed, right? Is there an eternal feminine? What? <laughs> Well, there's a, it could get a bit Jungian, couldn't it? Like, you know, even even Jesus had it as anima and, and so on, and everyone is mm. a, a, a creature or creation of at least, you know, different, you know, several different agencies, and they're, they're, they're obviously, everyone's of mixed sex anyway, like in that, that sense, just the, I guess, the components and the compounds that one, one produces. And Jesus, insofar as he was, uh, you know, I guess a, a universal, if, if, 
people to in, indeed believe this, then he must have all of the polymorphously perverse attributes that are necessary to, to have an identity component for absolutely anyone whatsoever. So uh, yes and no would be the would be the only only correct answer. So yes is, is Jesus feminine. Like Strongly agree with that. Uh, here, I guess rather than in terms of some sort of social or cultural configuration of that. Right? Exactly, exactly. Uh, you know, he gets he gets the, the famous, you know, like Doubting Thomas is like, can you know, touch this, just slip your slip your fingers in. Like and um you know, there's there, there's all sorts of wounds and hollows, rips and tears, like returns and so, you know, people have talked about Christ as monstrous or vampiric or various other, like, figures of horror. All of those would be, would be correct too, but uh, not, not a single one would be, would be adequate to, to, um, to figure the, the, the disfiguration and, in fact, the kenosis, I think, which is part of the subtraction, mm. the kenosis of the, the emptying of, of God himself on the, on the cross, like, would be a which I, I believe is a perfectly orthodox statement of mine, uh, Brian. From, like, yeah, St. So, so Paul and the... Is it in, in, in Timothy? Like, so there's an emptying of God into the figure of the human, mm. right? That's the first kenosis. Mm. And you can also... Um, Do it again. Yeah, you could also, you yeah. can also arguably, like, see it repeat as in, and then he's divested even of that mortal... Absolutely. Uh, uh, Framing yeah, shuffle death, off this right? mortal, so coil. mortal coil. So it's a doubling of... of yeah, the, but a, the original emptying is is to become fully fully yes. human right but and then for the human the has to has to be emptied itself or at least yes. in this double subtraction it yes makes me think of that great great comment of uh, alenka subpanchich is about about uh plato's aristophanes in the symposium and she says everyone remembers the story you know uh, in the beginning with spheres who roll around and we mm. threaten zeus's zeus's so zeus of course cuts us in half but she says the the comedic and the be- the most important moment is the second moment where he moves your genitals around from yeah. your palms <laughs> to your front, and so there's always a second move. You always look for the, the second move, the second little move that I want everyone overlooks. That's the key one, right? So there's the cut, and then there's the the, the torsion. So a severing and a torsion, well, the and, cut and, the, and the, the cut and the turn. Well, it's like in the cave, which Indeed is the question later on. But you know, well, we can anticipate it. They're freed and their turn. And in fact, we begin with a turn, as, as Brian reminded us at the beginning of the Republic. There's a turn back downwards, isn't there? Is yeah. it to Piraeus? Yeah, the Catabane yeah, to the, the, the Piraeus. Uh, I Catabane, I went down Catabasis. So, so, the, so, the, so the simple yeah, answer. Yeah. So we have yeah, an answer. The then yes, yeah, Jesus is feminine, but but that's, so. but but yeah, absolutely with, un, without question. But also a whole load of uh, a whole load of other things as well, all of which would be uh, un, un, unbearable, unspeakable, and ungatherable by any other entity. If indeed we're going to run with this this Christian nonsense. Well, other part of that <laughs> I thought was interesting is that like the general sort of. Ideas, I guess, around what Jesus undergoes, things like sacrifice for others, mm. enduring yeah. pain and torture and so on for the sake. Yeah. You know, and those sort of motifs that are often ascribed to the place of women, right? Indeed. Society, that's their role, job to do that, to undergo The long-suffering, yes. sacrificial... Yes. For the of the, uh, yeah, for the, the, for the whole... The man or the whole yeah. self. And also, of course... You know, something I guess that Nietzsche often pointed out was the incredible attraction of women to Christianity yeah. in the first instance, right? Yes. Often through that pathos, that suffering and so on, which supposedly there's an identification there at that sort of essential level. And that helps to... Oh, absolutely. It's one of the motors, one of the motors of early Christianity. Paul, like, like a lot of people, he was 
right into were yeah. addressed at the beginning of the letters yeah, at the exactly. beginning of the, the yeah. end. Yeah. So that like you could sort of posit the idea that there's some identification in terms of the feminine between yes. woman and Jesus. And, and also something really great in, in Christianity which you would have to say is literally an address to women is integral to it from the start. And yes. so whether or not that, and so mm. an address to women mm. is in, irreducible. Hence the, the problem of or the question of immaculate conception then is also part of the address to women. Like, yeah. you know, and yes, you know. Any one of you could give birth. Any one of us could give birth to God. Like, well, it's uh, true. I mean, like, so he dressed to women. Um, Mary gives birth to this becoming God, essentially something that would be impossible for men, not just biologically, but because men also are constitutionally, it's impossible for them to give birth to such a universal figure, right? Yeah. Like, because of their interests, their desires, their yeah. conflicts. So anything to do with men, like fucks the universal. universal. So yeah, exactly. So only only women can birth the universal. That's that's the the that's 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 a possible. I think this is a good answer. Like what does psychoanalysis say? Well, I think that's kind. Well, it is. It's the yeah. Well, it's it's probably it's probably probably less less psychoanalytic, but more psychoanalytic too at the same time. Like. And there's a yeah I, I I could be wrong about this but I I remember also that there's a confusion about the phrase immaculate conception that there we could is. use it for thinking that it's the that it's the virgin birth yeah. but it actually the doctrine actually asserts that um, Mary is is sinless when she's exactly. conceived so exactly. it's related to her when she conceives which so it's, it's her related purity. to her Catholic. Yeah. Like elevation as a, 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 as the a quasi di- divine yeah. Yeah. figure, yeah. and and that's why God knows how we got around to talking about Jung. Don't really endorse Jung on this podcast. No one, no one endorses Jung. No one endorses Jung. you can't endorse this thing Jesus. when the Catholics made the Catholic Church made the, the official that like the. Um, uh, uh, not beatification, the uh, assumption of the Virgin Mary, that they were um, ex- essentially like restoring, like bringing Indeed. the feminine back into the heart of a religion, which a religion needs to do in order to be more patriarchal and so forth, but uh, to, to avoid being just totally patriarchal. But I like what um, you you both said about the woman bearing the, the universal, because I I do think it's it's... It, while there are goddesses and so forth in 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 Greece and so forth, I think it's it's very unlike the Greeks to associate the feminine with the universal, and that therefore this is a, this is a, a kind of really radical gesture in terms of in terms of the the history of thought, even even as a dim association that that the role of women could could be at that level, um, yeah. And you, you have to think about Simone Weil as well, saying whenever I consider the crucifixion, I commit the sin of envy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> a disturbing remark. A disturbing, but a, but a, but not, a strong, a strong. Not, yeah. not immediately psychologically, not not relatable as the kids would say initially. But well, yes, you know, I we do. say that today as like degenerate neoliberal. Exactly. Subjects, exactly. But, uh, maybe. Maybe not. No. Yeah. No. Which part is she envy? Who does she envy? Mm. What does she identify herself with uh, in order to be envious? I, 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 think, I guess not to my I, I think probably have an idea, but like... 
I think it's suffering. The body, yeah, and the body, the body is just a just a meat meat yeah. carcass, like that yeah. needs you know that that needs to be yeah purged purged with fire. But she yeah. she does well, like the cathars. She does like the cathars. Well, I mean, then again, like you're identifying with something which isn't the body, right? Mm. Something like you know spiritual or divine in that divine which subtracts itself from it necessarily, which mm. has a sort of a Greek resonance, I guess. As well. <laughs> then you then you are sort of talking again to some notion of the eternal, like what subsists despite these. Mm. Finite yeah. forms which come and go and carry yeah. it and so on, which again does speak to that idea of the feminine, which is something always left over or more than or subtracted from all of that. Psyche, well, psyche in a in a certain yeah. psyche or, yeah. or or a different kind of maybe a different part of the soul, but even in transmigration or metempsychosis, whether it's Pythagoras through Plato or other mm. other other sorts of belief systems, is that transmission across must be a transmission across bodies as well, mm. and therefore it's an excess of any particular body uh, and or, or kind of body. Sometimes, like obviously not you know whether it's spiritual or divine or whether it's human or whether it's a, a, an animal as well. So it already complicates the um the and simple. And so is it something like yeah. The, yeah, there is some form that has access to or or is it in, or does it come to imbue itself in already existing forms and indeed so on, indeed it's animate, a, the, 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 the reanimation right. the, the reanimator right. I mean, perhaps we should perhaps we should move on then <laughs> I think we've I think <laughs> we're a, fully I think yeah. we're, we, we haven't fully <laughs> answered this question <laughs> very <laughs> unexpected just, question I, Thanks, but, uh, no Eva. no but I, I thank you yeah. Eva but I do think this uh, this question will return in different yeah, different I forms as exactly as you just as you just said Adam so our second question on our list, I mean, I'm just reading these out as they came in. Yeah, Merry Christmas. As, as Happy Hanukkah. Abstracted them from the many. From Lawrence, who writes to the Barons, I'd like to know a bit about the MPGA, he calls it, uh, Make Plato Great Again Revival Movement. <laughs> yes. He says, are the poets, and he puts in brackets, Clintonites, Kathy Griffinites, mm. still banished from the city. I guess we can tell where Lawrence from. Mm. How do we go about departing the cave of false news and corrupting the youth, the mm. groipers, he puts it in mm. brackets. Finally, what are the divine scriptures, <laughs> uh, i.e. canonical texts of Plato, that a good MPGA, make Plato great again, citizen, must consult? Mm. Thanks, Lawrence. Excellent. All excellent questions, uh, Adam. Yeah. Well, that's good. It's good for right. good for him. <laughs> yeah. The, well, well, well. I think it, it 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 very first and foremost, we should say that no, no matter anything else that we say, that the Lawrence has seen the inner truth and greatness of the of the Field <laughs> experience, which is is really a, a at its heart a Platonic one, and that's the that's the real key. And so many other names might float around, Badjulakanism, for instance. Um, you know. I'm, I'm I'm not quite sure. Whoever you know, Straussianism in some some cases. Which is a Platonism. It's a Platonism. It's and it's at its its best parts are a Platonism. Yeah, really yeah. and its worst parts are when it retreats from that Platonism. And yeah. so it's a kind of Which we'll talk, it's we'll kind of a well, it is. So it's a scrambling of the esoteric and exoteric. Mm. We have both esoteric messages, and we're glad you picked up on them. And we have exoteric messages too, and they're quite different, but they all have the same sound in the end, which is Plato, which is a Platonic sound. Can I say? And that's the it's the sweet sound of the cosmos so it's uh, you know it's the yeah. actual clamor of it's the actual clamor of <laughs> I like uh, Lawrence give us some ideas, ideas some merchandise as well so thanks 
Yeah, thank you. Point. But are the poets, Quintonites, Kaki Griffinites, still banished in the city? I mean, I'm not quite sure what these, I guess these, I mean, Clinton, I mean, the Clintonites, so the whole cabal. Why are they poets? Yeah. Why are they poets? Are they legislators of the city, maybe, or something maybe. like that? Yeah. Which is that, you know, that combination yeah. as sort of... Of Ressa, well, yeah, the rhetoricians, the businessmen, the poets, the businessmen, and the men of the law courts, yeah. of course, the ones who teamed up to bring accusations against Socrates. Kathy Griffin, is she a comedian? Is that what she is? No, wasn't she the one? I think I remember seeing this on Twitter that she held up a head of Donald Trump, a fake head on TV. Mm, yeah, that the one right, mm, maybe. Okay, anyway, okay, I think she's some American comedian of some sort. Would they be the poets still banished from the city? Well, why would you banish poets from the city in the first place? Well, Plato's simple answer is because they're too good, really. We can't have these, you know, brilliant, incredible, clever, seductive um, types of discourses running around undermining the possibility for a just city because in their, by their very nature... Their job is rather more representational than formal, and therefore they take up different positions in regard to those forms and therefore undermine the coherence of that, which we need to achieve in order first to establish the city. Uh, that's the, the reason. It's not the reason he hates poetry by any means. On the contrary, he, he really, that's the he problem. Too powerful. Too powerful. Proving themselves too powerful. And in these different contexts, obviously, the, the rhetoric of the law courts, the politicians and stuff, the power of persuasion that the businessmen have through the through their money and connections and so on, etc. Those sorts of their slave holdings there. to further yeah. that are the problem. Yeah. And also, indeed, they're they're exceptional and they have to be exceptional to be poets. Yeah. They speak with the voice of a god, but a god that's probably too... And also then, exactly as you say, they sow confusion uh, amongst the proper order of distribution of, uh, of a city of a city of humans, like... Uh, which is, uh, which is like uh, not uncelebrated. And like this is why we have fascination, I guess, in our century or so for these sorts of representational... Just to use that term in a very ordinary way, no one needs to get excited about our representation died in the birth of modernism <laughs> or something. But... We're fascinated by those types of discourses, stories, theatre, cinema, all the things which would be part of that. And also thing. American representational democracy. Oh, exactly. right? Like, you know, the, 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 right at the heart is that these people are meant to represent, right? And they, what, what do they represent? And if they represent, well, they represent like poets because poets, or at least they, they, they have pretensions to. Yeah. Uh, I, I think one of the, maybe, maybe this is too obvious, a thing to say, but one of the, the reasons for the, the hostility against poets that you find in, in, in say, the Tenth Book of the Republic is is Plato's always asking himself the question, as, as uh, Adam, you've shown actually one of the canonical texts of Plato's that you have to read as part of the MAPA movement is A.J. Bartlett, <laughs> about you and Plato and education <laughs> by truths, but... Is Plato's always asking himself the question of who educates, right? Mm. Like, as in, and who should educate? And mm. one of the things that he says is that the poets have the most profound effect on education, right? Like that it's beyond beyond the lawgiver, beyond whichever faction controls the polis. Mm. There's a sort of Homeric education, mm. right? Like Indeed. in terms of really, you know, uh, almost almost making the world visible in a Homeric light, like the kind of unconscious stuff that you don't 
you take absolutely for granted in, in the shaping of your worldview. Mm. That's the level that, yeah. that poets can intervene and that what's, that's what makes them, uh, that's what makes them uh, profound. It's also what makes them yeah. dangerous. And it's like yeah. teaching by affect and stuff as well, which is like almost young in a way because he yeah. does say yeah. it holds up these figures as exemplary figures. Yes. And these figures are to be imitated. Yes. Yeah. And it's precisely that holding up these figures as exemplary without any... Uh, uh, invested analysis into what makes them such a figure and hold them as exemplary and then ha- having them as the basis of the imitation that the youth must yeah. um, you know, take up to demonstrate their education. Yes. Right? That, there's a whole raft of yeah. problems of representation and, and mimicry yeah. and so on that are undiscussed as part of a, an essential educational exactly. you know, framework for and the if you, ab- Absolutely. And if you, think of, if you think about the people who are, who are the, the, the topic of epics, right, liars, tricksters, yeah. warlords, <laughs> petty, arguing over slave girls, sulking, not like it's, it's, the Iliad is <laughs> about rage, isn't <laughs> okay. that? So like, yeah, just a, like a bad, <laughs> poor yeah, loser, go right. and sulk. Yeah. Like an uh, exceptional use of power for the most petty and that's tyrannical right. ends. Right. It's a, just a panoply of Im- imbecility, that's of right. absolute... Like, and you portray the gods like that. And the portraying the gods like that, indeed. So it's bad, 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 all the way down. Like, and Plato mocks that all yeah. the way through. Yeah. I mean, Socrates is always like quoting Homer in order to invert exactly what that yes. mm. you know, uh, effect is supposed to be, mm. or whoever it might be. You know, Simonides, a whole bunch of them who write yeah. in that same form, if you like, or take up that you know, epic sort of form. There's constant mockery. Of yeah, and sub, 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 subversion, I guess. Subversion, subterfuge, okay. yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, of their subterfuge, yeah. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I think I think one of the things that makes this question complex, really complicated mm. for us now, is you could sort of go, uh, okay, so who are the equivalent of the of the poets in terms of the edu- that, that educational s- function for the city? And you'd say certainly not poets in well, the yeah, sense of actually, as in maybe so maybe you'd say. It's cinema, it's television, or something. You'd like say that. it was Fox News, Fox perhaps. News. It, if, the, if that's and in fact the owners of Fox News, but the owners of Fox News, who you know, a great Australian, like or a once a once great Australian, or a, a great ex-Australian, I don't know. But uh, but also but also the owners of social media. There yes, would exactly. Be, there would be like Elon Musk, the te- or um, or or uh, we all have to use what are the, what are what are the Excel and Microsoft spreadsheets? So yeah. you know, yeah. Gates, owners Gates, of various Gates, platforms, all, and, all and the yeah. owners yeah. of the platforms yeah, exactly. and the re- yeah. the parasites who the retailers yeah. who form the speech, yeah. the yeah. very exactly. means by which we communicate. Yeah. Those guys, even though they. They may hate each other and they may be in competition with each other. They're rivals, as all poets are, and they're incredibly petty, as all, all, all. But what they do is they shape the modes of our thinking and the ways we can communicate with each other. Yes. That is what Plato well, hates because you're yes. educated without even realizing you're educated because these are the only forms That's right. by which you're able to do it, right? Like, I, I, uh, I, like sorry. No, no. But I mean, it makes me think like those names. I can think of like Callias, for example, who yeah, appears exactly. in dialogue yeah. several times as the richest man Absolutely. in Athens, or and his father and grandfather also. Absolutely, they own the silver mines at Larium, mm-hmm. which you know created a lot of the wealth of Athens. And of course, that was worked by the slaves. worst, sla- the worst, yeah. of the worst so experience in the world. Fundamentally, underpins that entire capacity yeah. for them to be the greatest spenders of money on sophists. Absolutely, right? and these sophists weren't like. 
the shitty softest, like say a Barry White or some fruitcake you see appear, you know, in, in, in you know the national media's in America and so on, and obviously looking at Musk recently. They're not idiots. Like Protagoras is not an idiot. None of those guys are idiots. Polymaths of all sorts, you know, brilliant in mm. their own way. And but, Callius himself is a is a freakish guy willing to argue in yeah. the most intense and direct way and a real threat to platonic justice. Absolutely, yes. exactly. That's yeah. right. I mean, they're very capable in these form, mm. rhetorical forms, types of argument. They're tied to a real materialist reality, I guess, because yeah. this is the way the world is. The power of and the sissy. The, the power the of the sissy. Exactly. exactly. You, know, yeah. you sort of have something on your side that if you're trying to... Yeah. Uh, Subtract yourself from that you don't have on your side. And this is this is very much the problem of a proper left idea these days, right? All the power is on those are the material force behind them. Not just because it's a material force, but because they're just arguing for the way things are. Yeah. Whereas yeah. you're arguing for the way things are not, yes. or another way for things to be. Which means you're way behind the team again, yeah. right? Which is a problem you can see everywhere. The masters of actuality just need to point that to what is. Like the that's, better, yeah. the, as you point out, yeah. if they had the platforms, if they had the rhetoric, if they had the language, if they had the teachers, which let's face it, in general, they had the teachers on their side, despite what teachers might think of themselves or talk about in regard to themselves, they are necessarily on that side. You can have everything. For all of those institutions which belong to the way things are. And that's why you can have freedom of speech. The sophists all disagree with each other because it's part of the grift. If you're like another sophist, then you can't sell yourself, (laughs) right? And so so all of the the, the, the apparent panoply on offer of difference and dissension and argument, all of it is organised by the same, same horror of actuality, right? Well, that's that's why Socrates refusing to take money not yes. having any money, being unconnected to any of those figures except in these sort of battles, not rhetorical battles, but battles for the very conception of what is, being, yeah. what is the subject of the rhetoric, yeah. is, is, is important in Plato. It's important that he has nothing to do with the money. It's important so, he's really ugly too, right? Uh, like yeah. he does, <laughs> he he does it. He's not Always a ticket. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. He's <laughs> not as, he's no, he's no Alcibiades. Like, yeah. yeah. He's not well bred. He views all those charmies oh, and Alcibiades oh, and everybody else, right? So much charm. Yeah, yeah. so much charm. Overflowing, in fact. Yeah. Coming out of his robe, as we know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Spilling out on seed. There's a lot of seed. A lot of, right. All that semen. That's like, right. All those semen in the Piraeus, right? Like, it's the port. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's full the, of yeah, semen. They, yeah. they built a wall around it. You, you yeah, don't know what the... going the, down to welcome a whole the, bunch of semen into the city. Yeah, the, the, the semen for Democrat in it. Like, the, well. they fight against the 30 <laughs> in the Piraeus. Anyway. Um, this is um, becoming unseemly. It's right? like, becoming unseemly. Uh, just to raise back, Justin, when you <coughs> when you uh, uh, came into what I was saying about the um, the the difficulty about answering this question today in terms of identifying the poets, right? So you immediately shifted, and I think you were right through to to these like owners of platform and the question of, of who has the real power. And I just want to say something quick about this, which I was going to say earlier, which is I think there's an interesting split that asking the question of the of the poets brings up today that mm, ends up meaning you have to deal with some disputes between I, I, like the left and the right in some ways but on the on the one hand you could argue that there is no equivalent of the poet as Homer like in our contemporary it, it, 
society, right? Like, as in, as in that it's not like because of the all that is solid melts into air category of uh, aspect of, of capitalism, that there isn't a, uh, you know, no single kind of myth or, or set of values, etc., can kind of prevail in in the extent uh, to the extent to which it well, might have however yes I, yeah and and that can make the you know a kind of right-wing thing of, of like oh well so the problem is that we've lost the central kind of mythos that once mm. unified society whether it was christianity or or mm. whatever mm. and so forth and so no we 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 need like the true poet back to to perform a properly poetic function educated by philosophy or so on however i think what's really interesting that you point out is at the same time that the function has not gone away entirely, that there is, as Adam's saying, it's just, it, it's not like the, uh, it, it's something that works with the kind of diffusion and dispersion of culture, but still enforces a kind of unitary myth of the status quo, as Adam's saying, like of the present, that there are all of these kind of cultural forces that end up serving amidst diversity a kind of an ultimate this is all there is, right? The order is legitimate even if it even if it is to be critiqued, the horizon of that critique has to be limited and so forth. And that's just a tension I, 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 I Well I, I completely agree with that. I do think like the question now is the becoming planetary of the space. Every yeah, yeah. every history, every every peoples, everything being brought under the the one of capital, mm-hmm. right? In one in on a planetary exactly. and an absolute and it space. is a one. And yes. it is a one of capital. Yeah. But also what enables that is in the real time is in fact computerization. And yeah. I don't want to be simply Luddite or technophobic about it, but just to say that's why the platforms are served a kind of equivalence of great poetry precisely yes. insofar yes. as they shape the shape the powers of discourse yeah. the limits of discourse the transmission of discourse and those limits disappear themselves in their very in their very use which is exactly plato's analysis of the power of homer underneath the injustices of the city everyone is affected and while we all know homer we don't know we don't know homer because we never look at these petty little yeah. shitties yes. as, yes. as for what they are and we're swayed and moved in the lowest part of our souls by these representations, which we know and of which we have no idea what they're doing. We do not know the first thing about them, right, which we can say about this. And yet... They're ubiquitous. We use them every day. We treat them it's as if they were not yeah. there. So, I, I, yeah. I, and, and yeah. to come back, since we're in, uh, I, I guess we're in the country, Victoria, at the moment, and just up the road there was the Arena Collective, an important sort of like a Australian, I guess, left-wing group for 50 years, who's part of their analysis was the, the becoming abstract, uh, uh, the yes. abstractions of capital yeah. and the role of a kind of professional managerial class, an educator's class who became, uh, in, in the becoming abstract of capital, who would be the new... Who were the new kind of handmaids of the of the, the poets of, of, of capitalism, and and I think that's I think I'm thinking of that a bit, yeah. Yeah. One of the other things about that, which is sort of interesting, is of course the sophists in in Athens would also get into trouble, right? Because part of their remit yeah. in part of educating the the next wave of men of the city and so on was also to provide the tools for to be critical of that city, right? You have to be, make a space for yourself in the city. So what do you do? Will you critique that movement or that figure or that history of tradition mm. so you can move into that space? It isn't an overthrowing of the state in that sense itself, obviously. Yes. We're very familiar with this movement. 
But that's what, so, so some sophists would get themselves in trouble with powerful entities in the city, and they would look like the sophists, oppositional figures to the yeah. city. Yeah. But they're not really the oppositional figures to different parts of the city in support of their pupils or whoever they might be to insert themselves in Absolutely. There. And we see that today in particular. And this is in a way how poet, poetry, art, art and so on, and yeah. music even, sort of figures as an attraction for young people, a seduction. Yes. And for older people these days. Let's, let's face it, no one's, no one's fucking old anymore. <laughs> Everyone maintains it. At the end, don't they? For fuck's sake, yeah. you know, it's like debilitating. Even yeah. if you do it yourself, you still sort of, you know. But, you know, you're a, you're a permanent fucking youth, right? Yeah. And, yeah. But, but, and you're attracted to these figures. Absolutely. If, with, with that rhetoric of yeah. opposition and antagonism and anti-capitalism, whatever the fuck it might be. And they're the poets who are singing the song of the city mm. and in opposition to the yes. That's part, That's a fantastic part point. of the city yeah. alone, which would then allow you to intervene there and occupy those positions of the city yourself, right? But not with some universal shift or change in mind, not with some subversion of that very form of the city yes. itself, only to make space for your particular identity or in, in um, interest... Or to it, function and, and serve within the city. That's the fucking really important yeah, this is so distinction, important. I think, that yeah. you get in Plato, right? This is why Plato is fundamental, well, is radical, is who we need to make our yeah, contemporary. And, and, and Stop being anti-Platonist. But as you're implying, uh, sorry, Brian, but just, just because this is what I think... It, Adam is implying but hasn't yet said is that and that's what makes Socrates a philosopher and not a sophist because yes, yes. the entirety of the city and all of the things that seem diverse and counter that city are shown in a new way to be actually all in fee to the same sort of structuring principle of false diversity and also real confusion and Socrates is unbearable as that as yes. a figure because the whole yeah. comes into question in a real way that stalls all and that's the, the function of aporia aside from anything else you stop the sophists from speaking you stop the business or they end up coming to a place being or the poets being brought yeah. to a place where they themselves yeah, exactly. have to stop that function of education which involves the whole where you stop no matter how diverse or different these people That's seem right. to be and what they're saying they stop themselves at some point because they know they cannot continue and maintain and simultaneously yeah. maintain their position but the whole is in question in that and that is what you see i mean you see too, like in the apology which of course was usually considered to be the first yeah. the very first lines are you know, they accuse me of they accuse me of a rhetoric and sophistry. I'm sure I'm a sophist, but not after their pattern. It's announced in the very first lines of the apology, right? That's in, a second book for Laurent. Then we have the Republic, absolutely, <laughs> but then the apology yeah. is absolutely. Yeah. Well, the, you can, you know. I mean, you know, my way of reading those two is like basically what everything happens in the apology is inverted as the Republic, right? Mm. We see this, this particular figure who who leads you to the place where you can go no further is then becomes a figure of the universality of what of what is otherwise to that, right? And, that, and that's how that sort of movement for me takes place. But you see that in already at the beginning, it's sort of announced, like it's not even hiding the fact that they're not after that pattern. So what mm. does that mean? What other pattern could there possibly be in a city mm. which only determines itself to be organised around this particular pattern? And of course, at the point where they can no longer speak, what do they do? They kill, right? That's the point of the violence which is necessary to maintain 
the impossibility of anything else, right? You see it right there in the, in the very beginning. There's, there's some comedy in that, as we know. You know, this many votes vote to, uh, to convict him, like three times as many vote to kill him yeah. because he comes back and says, oh, just give me a pension and I'll hang out. Yeah. Yeah. Let like me you. eat for free outside the, the <laughs> city hall, like a, 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 an honour usually given to the Olympic victors. And they're just like... It's like, mm, 51% of us thought you were guilty, but now 99% of us think that you should fucking die, right? Arrogant fucking bastard. It's a glorious moment. I, 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 I wanted to, just, just on the topic of, of um, first dialogues there, I, I, I wanted to return to what I thought was a really important point that you made around um, the, the false oppositional aspect of sophistic discourse. And because the... In some Renaissance, late medieval canon of the dialogues, they often started with the uh, Alcibiades Major, mm. right? And and uh, one of the things about that that dialogue, which later more decadent forms of Plato scholarship under Vlastos, etc., consider um, apocryphal, is the Alcibiades Major. Socrates is like Alcibiades. You've you know you're you're so educated and charming and all the things we've said about him in a, a previous episode and, and a Byronic hero, but he's basically uh, idle, rich, successful at everything and he's got great pleasure from his sophistic education in mocking Pericles, right? And Socrates mm-hmm. is like, you think you're so smart now because you can mock mm-hmm. like the first man of Athens and you've been taught that sophistically to do that and so you're also oppositional. Mm-hmm. Right? But essentially, and I just want to make this point because I think it's very important for, for mm. us us barons with places but what are you for it's like now yes. you think you can rule yes. but what is it even to rule like what is the good of ruling what is the point of ruling it's like you can do this you've had this physical education with the critical element where you can you can mock all of the sacred cows of the city and its prime figures yeah. good for you man yeah. but what what are you going to do with this with without some relationship to truth there's no orientation and and therefore the most oppositional thing remains sophistry and remains in the service of, of things as they are so, yeah. so no no that's yeah. so that brian that's so i think that's really absolutely and really brilliant because it also shows something that's really crucial about today too we have you know deracinated entrepreneurial capital on a planetary scale of billionaires who are who's whose worth is way in excess of, you know, sometimes 50, 60 smaller states, right? And this is the Alcibiades position, criticising Pericles, the great Democrat. Yes, we we can and we must criticise democracy, but actually, in what name are you criticising? And the criticism that you just pointed to, Brian, is that in the name of tyranny masquerading as a freedom from from democracy, but it's merely negative, and so what you will have instead of democracy is not uh, a a greater freedom, you will have the freedom of the master, which is is tyranny as such. And because it has exactly, as you say, no positive idea, no truth organising it, then they're your options. Tyranny versus democracy, which actually Democrats say all the time, and I think yeah. you know there's, they're, they're actually not would not be wrong to do so. But well, that dissent is like laid out in the Republic, obviously on the like, way to yeah. the just city, which would be none of those, right? Exactly, so bits and pieces from all of them, but none of them at the same time. 
Absolutely. And, and just by the way, uh, because uh, in uh, because uh, uh, um, medieval uh, Europeans were not so thrilled by and were so uh, shocked by ancient Greek uh, pederastic politics, uh, they thought uh, at some points uh, Alcibiades was being presented as a woman. And so that also, uh, just to come back to Eva's question, and also uh, they thought Alcibiades in, in some cases was a woman. But then, of course, it got them into other problems, which is why Socrates talking to a woman at all. And so, you know, the, actually the Pores of the, the the Middle Ages and trying to think through like is Alcibiades a man or a woman can't be a man because it looks a bit looks a bit gay mm. uh, but then if it's a woman then it's like well why, why are you talking to a woman too and so uh, the, the the contradictions start to emerge at the heart of those uh, at the heart of those positions as well. Menaxenus apocryphal well, exactly. as well because because well, then uh, you have Aspasia who is a woman. But like rewriting Pericles' gives, speech gives up his place to women like a couple of times. Yeah, Diotima and Diotima and the Nexus. They directly address women and men. Yeah, differently or equally in the in the Republic, right? So maybe Eve is right. Jesus, Jesus is a woman. Was a woman? We'd already ruled on this. Definitive perennial theological statement. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad the barons have finally finally resolved this this age old question. Okay, so it probably covers Jesus is a woman. So is Alcibiades. Moving on. In, in some sense, we're, and, and we'll come back to the how do we go about departing the cave because it is an ongoing question. Yeah. We'll return to that. That is a different. A, it is worth, that is worth may, yeah. maybe the biggest question maybe. of all, but uh, we might have yeah. to approach it through a kind of uh, 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 tangent. Well, we're back to the seed of the problem. Yeah, again. There's a very insymmetry <laughs> theme running through this. Yeah. I guess the second question, we can run them together, I suppose. Uh, what is it to play live instead of dead? Same mm. question. If fields are barren, then what bars on from barrenness in the tube? Please explain the reference to the cavities and pulsation in the fader. What? Wait, yes, repeat the, wait, repeat the, the last bit. Okay, so... The bar on... Okay, same question. If fields are barren... Yes, okay. With an E. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Then what bars on ah. from barrenness finitude in brackets? What bars on from barrenness? Yeah. Look. Please explain the reference to the cavities and pulsation... In the Does the verb bar take the preposition to on? What does it mean to bar on? No, it's trying to work. Yeah, I, 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 just a couple of things to say. No, yeah, it, it, I, I agree. <laughs> I, so for just, I really, I really don't agree. But I do have two things to say to start. Good it's to start. With. <laughs> well. Unaccustomed as I am to public, <laughs> public speaking, Adam. The, the first thing is uh, my, my, par- my, my partner does have this uh, excellent uh, 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 um, kind of metaphor for 
people who seem to be full of promise in their conversation, and then she say, "He's a duck's vagina," and uh, you know the ducks uh, because of the, the the kind of sexual uh, practices of ducks are extremely violent, and uh, it's kind of a war. It's an ongoing war between male and female ducks. I think rape is a, some sort of rape is the major way that they like uh, Zeus do. Is the model. Zeus is the model for the duck. <laughs> And, uh, uh, but, but apparently female ducks have a whole series of, of empty dead end passengers ah. in their, in their, in their, uh, on the way to the womb where they can apparently, uh, reroute the sperm that they don't want into a dead end channel and it just, it just, it just, uh, runs out useless. And so there's no, ensuring ensuring barrenness if you have the wrong duck, right? If they're the wrong, right. So that's the, that's the first thing I want to say. I just think it's a brilliant metaphor and I'm just Mm -hmm. sizing it. And then the second thing is since we are talking about, we've been talking about insemination bizarrely and, and, and the the thing about Socrates, (laughs) he's a midwife. Yes. He doesn't inseminate anyone. No, He's, no, no, no. You're he, pregnant. You're, you're about you're to give pregnant. You're about to. Your the cavern of your brain, I presume, or your interiors are pulsing with something which you do not know, yeah. and it has to be. Yeah. Someone has to be there to help it out, and without that, you will never. You will. It will be aborted. It will never be, never be born. It will be stillborn. It will be something, something yeah. wrong. And part of the the role of reminiscence and the role of the, the the midwife in the caverns, the pulsing caverns of the interior, there is an idea, right? But you need you need so- you need a figure like Socrates who's concerned with the whole. So that that's my two. Does, yeah. No, myetic. I was just yeah, going to use that word. Yeah. Yeah. That word conception. The the midwife's job. Yes, yeah. as well as he points The out. transmission is yeah. from the mother, not through the father. And it's, it's interesting. Just a... mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's interesting he talks about that, like, and as a midwife, and as he also, you know, it's part of his job is to test what it is that you're giving birth to. Mm. I'm sure you appear to me and you come to me as pregnant with these things. Let's, you know, do an exam, a full obstetric examination here, then, mate. And so if the test shows that, sort of like what you've been saying, is is that you are pregnant but not with an idea as such or not with that which can be brought, you know, to the idea, then it's a wind egg. It's a, foul, it's a foul yeah. wind. <laughs> it's a foul wind. blowing. You've probably just got gas. So what does he do? Well, I can recommend several sophists who might be able to help you, right? Yeah. So off you go to those teachers. They'll help you pass... Well, you'll feel better, yeah, probably. Well, right. yeah. exactly. And obviously, if it stinks, you'll infect a whole bunch of people. It's <laughs> horrid stream. Yeah. Well, that's the role of the poets to infect people with a horrid stream. Yeah. Yeah, foul wind. Yeah, foul <laughs> wind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, do we answer <laughs> the, the pun like part of that? Cr- well, the bar on? bit about finity that I don't understand barren, that that's then what bars on understand that from barrenness well, you think of the bar of, I, I guess, a Lacanian oh, bar. Let there be no moaning at the no moaning at the bar, like yeah. So uh, that separates the signifier, the signifier, and the signified. There's a bar. Yeah, like, I thought we were talking about insemination. I think that was what bar in a different sense. Yeah, like drinking. You're thinking about ducks for jokes. Like hard on. Yeah. Oh, ah, that's right. Hard on. Hard right, on. Right, 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 right. Is the hard on? Right. Are you barren? Right. Uh, are you are you clutching a scroll under your cloak, or are you just sure. pleased to see me, Adam? Like the, yeah. What, um, what, what, is that a 
Gunning yeah. cockatoo just glad to see I guess it's a castration joke. Yeah. If if I try to take it seriously, <laughs> is it is it could it the link between finitude and uh, barrenness be mm. a inability to conceive the new bar- I mean, this would make it very bad in and the kind of dogma ideology of of finitude, right? Like mm. that that conceiving of of as in as in that where finitude or the idea of finitude is hegemonic, you have a, a covering over of of the infinite and therefore you have barren as as in you declare that Recuvrement. the new is impossible. You have you have the covering yeah. over the recouvrement. Um and therefore you declare it impossible. Could, Absolutely. could that be the, the reading it's in which case we'd could. say we we just I think say yes um uh t- we I'm gonna presumptuously say for the three of us a- agree with Badji that the enemy metaphysically is finitude right anything that speaks to the doctrine of of, of, of finitude insofar as it will end up turning anything that looks philosophical into sophistry in the way that we've been Absolutely. speaking about it because yeah. there is no possibility of a, of a well, break of the no conception of right you. if you're in yeah. this in this knowledge itself as all there is to know then there is no other way to know it's, it's almost guiltless in a certain sense yeah it's guilty of finitude in the sense that there is always a limit to our capacities which is its underlying presumption which it bases these things on but then it's almost innocent because it can't know it in any other way so whatever appears to it or presents itself to it it can only act on it in that way right so there's this really weird doubling of being sort of like well this is just how it is you can't do anything else but yes. what underpins that this is how it is is that presumption that to the to the limit to the of the capacities to thinking that finitude governs our initial situation all yes yeah. That's the, yeah. all, all these questions every single question is the same question yeah. and the question Oddly. is how do we find our way out of the out of the yes. out of the, yes. the, the, the seething you know the seething confusion of the of the unknowing knowing of the the knowing unknowingness the, the guilt and <coughs> innocence as you're saying Absolutely. of the of the city where we have no fixed point we have no we have no way of orienting ourselves with regards to this this unbelievably confusing yeah proliferation of discourses right that's well, the, and that is the platonic yeah. mo, moda so, socratic pl- platonic well, gesture par excellence it is, uh, uh, that and saying uh, i think uh, like, uh, just quickly linking bad you and plato that mathematics gives you a which which in bad you will, will give you the the mathematics of the infinite um but that mathematics gives you the clue to what could be a could what could give you an orientation because it has to cut with poetry poetry yes. the in, you, you think about that well if you think about even a gain of of poetry as you know as, as Nietzsche himself says in, in in the birth of tragedy you know ancient poetry it's like it's sung it's danced it's rhythmic yeah. it's yeah. orgiastic it's dionysian yeah. it's this incredible force it's not apollonian it's not representative no. and so to that 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 power of the poem is your entire body is caught up in the singing the chorus of the city with the with the others there's no there's no way there's there's no good or clear way out now for Nietzsche obviously the Dionysian had to be revivified and set against the Apollonian who's who's 
greatest disaster was the the, the filthy figure of Socrates, Socrates yeah. as the as the uh, yeah. the death of tragedy, as as uh, mm. you know, as the birth of philosophy, right? And we know the the sort of history that that has. But in but the thing that that Plato, Badiou say, why is geometry the indicator? An indicator because you cannot sing it, you cannot dance it. It has quiet, silent figures inscribed, which require actually a ratification, which takes it away from any particular body, as we see with a slave boy and the no and so on. It isn't actually representational. It isn't. Yeah. That. But we were all capable of. of all of yeah. us are capable yeah. of, of thinking that beyond whatever body it is that we're we're in. And again, in this case, yeah. So that is a yeah. There even there are slave. there are a, even a slave. <coughs> yeah. The slave boy is yeah. so, shown and, to, yeah. and and it shows a justice as as you, you put it uh, like, like uh, around the that opposes. I think you put it as like opposes the doctrine of of unfair shares, right? Like Absolutely, gives, it gives a measure of equality that. Uh, that pays no attention to the divisions and differences that are already extant, whether they've been mm. rendered sacrosanct by tradition or whatever, Absolutely. mathematical mm. of, of, of like, which is, hang on, one person, you know, one set of things, this many people, this this set of things is is just ignores all of those kind of divisions of like, oh, they're from the good families, they're from the... But it does real divisions in the sense that we can see how this is equal. It cuts and it's nothing but sets of cuts. But given this space, how can it be divided fairly? We can all participate and we can all see exactly that that would be a fair share and that would not be. You would have more if you divided it Mm. like that. Or that is just in a very simple, banal banal sense. Yeah, Yeah. but something purely... uh, no like in intellectual mm. nothing of the nothing of the yeah. effective or, or the poetic at that moment yeah. Yeah. so this next question basically speaks to what we've been talking about but just has a diff- different sort of terminology I guess You've spoken a couple of this is from indeterminate flesh. You've spoken a couple of great name. in a couple of episodes about the contemporary discourse which cannot do anything other than reflect itself endlessly without ever touching upon anything real. Hearing that, what comes to mind is theory. Nebulous the term as it is. What is this thing theory and what does it serve, if any? Or perhaps better yet, what good might it serve? Or is there something more to theory than the university discourse? Can theory do anything other than know what is known? Mm. Essentially, again, it's another question. Almost sums up what we've just been talking yeah, about does. In, a, in, in a way. Right? Yeah. I mean, when did this term theory become the ubiquitous term for, I guess, what takes place within the generally speaking humanities? Um, you know, did it mi- migrate from the sciences, mm. from that idea of a you know have a theoretical position or to posit something and then or a hypothesis that sort of stuff or, or migrate Altazer or when 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 they picked yeah, up philosophy and yeah so yeah it's an it's a good question i'm, I'm not sure what the a way not to say philosophy at the beginning it is a way not to so, say philosophy yes, yes. Right? I, and I, in order yeah. that everyone get, therefore get on board and pretend they're not being philosophers because yeah. that was a big anathema for a 
It look it looks to me like the, the the I mean this is a very stupid and 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 kind of banal very familiar sort of history which I guess would be people you know well known people like Terry Eagleton would yeah. uh, give yeah. a, a kind of version of this too. But first of all, first and foremost, it's a way of not saying philosophy. Mm-hmm. It's a way of translating Althusser and so on to into English language, right? And particularly you know American English Canadian. Australian set, uh, but you know, let's say for the most part, Commonwealth settler colony, you know, of the, the British <laughs> Empire. So it has it's an anti-so way of not saying philosophy, which is good to differentiate from the only true philosophy, the sort of analytic Anglo. Indeed, oh, indeed. So, it, so it doesn't have a bad. Yeah. It doesn't have yeah. a. It, 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 you know, it's not completely bad, but it's symptomatic. But it also now looks as the question sort of mm. implies, like an, like without knowing it, it was the harbinger of a certain neoliberalism in the in, yes. the, in the sense of not yes. being about anything in particular, about being anything that it liked, not having to be doctrinaire, not telling great, not telling grand narratives, right. uh, getting rid of truth because there's many different theories it was very heterogeneous and very open it purported to offer a new way of of speaking in different ways to to join a heterogeneous zones in a so it had a utopian impulse so you know Gayatri Spivak even talks at one one point about uh, you know people used to read great novels and would used to discuss novels now we discuss Derrida or Deleuze like we used to discuss discuss Balzac or um or Tolstoy for instance so it was a way of um it was a way but also a way in which the 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 uh, the humanities departments of these settler let's say settler, imperial and settler colonial anglophone countries core and core, core, the core and periphery <laughs> could start to yeah. communicate as yeah. if yeah. there were a certain equality yeah. or a certain equalization and also it's their own their, their own death warrant too let's yeah, I think also yeah. because yeah. as you sort of pointed out at the heart of that turn as they say about these things if, it, if it's a proliferation of theory then there is an immediate disconnect from any sort of action right? there isn't anything an end that you must then um, stand for or decision you must make in regard to that. There are a whole range of theories which could, which yeah. all could offer well, right, radical the, changes in the situation. Indeed, but, indeed. Yeah. I mean, you know, I yeah. can't actually say well, that will do it. Or, indeed, you know, yeah. it's my excuse for not participating in what has hitherto been indeed. struggles of the working class indeed. or whatever it might be as we've known them. You no longer need to organise, but you're performative. And I think the secret, you know, the real heart of what we now call theory would be something like we call performativity, which let's not forget is a what is a, a, a English classicist sort of um, uh, analytic philosophical term. Austin. Uh, uh, yeah, Austin, which comes up, which for uh, uh, in a in a English in a in a linguistic. Mm. Well, language philosophy, and it's been the most successful of all those terms. Yes, Saussure and the signifier was important at one stage. Chomsky was important in another way at another stage. But if you think about all those linguistic terms, the one that is now most successful and binds all of these different theories performativity it's real your thoughts are your your thoughts your words they have an effect on the world they're effective but of course exactly as you say you don't have to actually do anything except occupy continue to occupy your position too so yeah it's as if you're doing something but at the same time you don't have to say it's a big thing it's a minor or it's yes. a it's modest it's my contribution it's, my con- it's a <laughs> you know can i partially yeah. disagree with, with well uh, I'll, I'll clarify. It, is that I, my my sense is that interestingly, 
it, it's it's a really perverse history, but that it comes through a, a Marxist and and particularly Althusserian like its theory praxis and with problems to do with philosophy mm. and where theory and praxis can't be separated and praxis and absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think I just wanted to, but I think. That's why it's brought in, particularly you mentioned dissatisfactions with analytic philosophy, but it turns into, especially in its its implicit plurality, exactly what you said it does when it becomes first a sort of legitimation discourse for the humanities. It's like, how are you doing anything rigorous or novel, say the bureaucrats? And they're like, oh, well, we've brought in all this French theory. We're not just reading novels or whatever. And then... It, but then it... And I'm it, critical too, don't and forget. I'm, I'm yeah, critical yeah, yeah. so I can still hang on to some of that oh, radical... See my, see my forward or preface. Radical, <laughs> right. radical Marxist kind of frisson, even though we're not Marxist anymore. No. But then, you know, I mean, I, I feel we've kind of lived through this this epoch, but then it starts to fail even as that legitimation, like as the bureaucracy mm, moves absolutely. on and, and, and wants something else. And, well, they and have their own theories. They do. Exactly, they exactly. exactly. The, the, the rise of management as a theory. Absolutely. Apparatus, That's right. right. Absolutely. From, from the 50s onwards. Absolutely. Is, is, and, oh, and these absolutely. guys were totally really effective as well. Really like, okay, here's, here's a performative, which has actually had incredibly effective on people who supposedly have a theory. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Yes. But they were because, totally supine in the face of that. They were yes, totally... Big, and, and around, it's around... Yeah. The, sorry to interrupt, but the, yeah. I agree totally with what you said, Brian, but the, this question is the question of organisation because yes. management theory is above all. The question of organising yes. and yeah. the maximising yes. of organisation and, and tied to the, the power <coughs> of personality as well. Yeah, yes, of course. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And so it's absolutely. once you've abandoned, yeah. I think I think it also coincides to a sort of first anarchist and then sort of heading to full neoliberal movement mm. um, where the question of organization of, of so becomes like it, it becomes particularly like oh no we're, we're not leninist the organization like the third international that's all bad it's why it mm. takes on mm. so well in america so it's it, it like becomes a name for how you can be a sort of radical in the academy while abandoning all thoughts of organization but meanwhile i think you're exactly right justin what is going on in a theory of, of organization yeah, and becoming hegemonic right. disciplined organization yeah. is the fucking yeah. management cadres who will who yeah. consolidate their now have like sort of total planetary rule over everything and, and, and so it's now you, get this, you get this doubling down on that because because they're organized and disciplined then once again organization discipline become the enemy yes no they're the very things you need to save from that they're exactly what turn and could have been weapons exactly. against that yeah but, but that's what yeah. comes across again like like you know the that the turns away from like what metaphysics or philosophy because they're they, they speak it with the power of the absolute because they have this you know uh disciplining and de divisive aspect to them necessarily exclusive they the universals yeah. authoritarian yeah. whatever fucking crap yeah. right yeah. 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 which yeah. came out of all of that and so then bad. all this all that it seems to me that it's seen in the manage the domination of management discourses is their organization discipline and authority which are the very things that if you're properly radical and leninist let's say other the things you need for yourself in order to get rid of their thing. Yes. Yeah. But even to posit things in that antagonistic way where in order for your thing to come, something else has to go, seems to be a bit unethical these days, a bit too beyond the, you know, <laughs> Absolutely. the necessary performativity I need to do to get the next sort of you know, thing I need. So, like, yeah. It's so mixed up and confused and messy. And I think in a weird way, it's, if you go back to what you said about Marx, I mean, 
It reminds me like, you know, so one of the mistakes about Plato is he expels the poets because he hates the poets, right? We, we know that's rubbish. It's false. It's yeah. much more sophisticated than that. Yeah. Same with Marx's thesis 11, which everyone likes to revolve mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. about philosophers. You know, hitherto philosophers only, you know, yeah. interpret interpreted the world at points to change it. That's not a diss against philosophy, which Marx loved, and otherwise it said philosophy is like, you know, basically what Althusser says in class struggling in theory, but in a different way. It's a challenge to philosophy. Think real change now. Yes, yes. Don't interpret. Think fucking change. Yes. Can change be thought is about you. Yeah. Ends up turning yeah. it around. But that's the challenge there. It's not get rid of philosophy. No. And have fucking amorphous theories. It's become the philosophy that is needed for today. What, right? what, what, and what is your thinking tied to? What orients exactly. your thinking? Is there a real space that you're thinking? And the problem, let's say, not the problem, yeah, it's the problem of management theory is what does management theory, it has an idea to maximise, to maximise mm. productivity and efficiency in the name of capitalist growth, right? It, is that an idea? Well, maybe. Is it a platonic idea? Probably not. But it certainly has an idea. And there is no technique that is foreign to it. It can look anyway. Can look at the plantation slavery of North America. Can it, it can does. look yes. and it does. Yes. It can look yeah. at the, the the slaughter, the great animal slaughterhouses of yeah. Chicago. It can look at the at the the, the death camps of the of, of the Holocaust, yep. and it can say. These were very efficient very ways. Efficient, These right. were very good ways of organising, of maximising movements of persons with lesser and lesser, you know, all the way to the end of the war, the, you know, the, the Second World War, the, the movement, the movement doesn't stop. How can you keep, keep going all the way to the bitter end, yeah. right? Management doesn't, for, it has an idea, a positive idea, at least in its own terms. I think a telos is much better. It has a telos and it has so many real situations from actuality, yeah. extreme yeah. situations yeah. of which it has no, it has no fear of, of, of using. That's of right. course, it has to hide them or mitigate them or pretend that there's something else but that's part of the management theory itself mm. it's both it's mm. you know it's the so it it draws on psychological experimentation it draws on historical circumstances it draws on in actual sort of surveillance mechanisms yeah, necessarily of the, the, it treats us as like a little bit stupid who, who you know you can't tell them that because they'll react badly it well, knows it, but it knows it knows in it and it knows for us and we we give that up and we give that up exactly insofar as we fail to make the the divisions that you you pointed to before i really adam i really i really agree that you know that and which sometimes mean division exclusion combat you know combat because that's what it is otherwise you'll just be a, another resource yeah. to be managed and there'll be nothing more right as if the enemy's and that's that. like balk at that sort of thing they don't really do no that. they don't and what are you going to do out, out ethic them right this is the, the problem like, you know i'm more ethical than the enemy so therefore i win no you don't you're actually in the camp but yes you know be as long as ethical as you like that's, but at the same time, you you really can't just reproduce the form of the no, camp or no, the plantation. No, no. But that's, and that's the problem. Our idea exactly. is crucial. This is what okay. I've thrown out the baby okay. with the bathwater. And this is where we have to. How do we tell where we? How do we separate? Exactly. This is why it's a totalitarian thing. Exactly. So stupid, right? Because precisely the things you described, we think if we do those things, then we will be like them, and that's the totalitarianism thesis. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're left or right. You know, you're going to act like that, and you will be totalitarian in the end. Ineluctably, right? it's Ineluctably. that's right. That's where yes, it ends yeah. up. So let's not have to, an idea because we'll to, become our enemies. Okay, the same thing, and you're right? quite right. 
to mistake the idea in telos or to or to efficient to make sure that they're confused an idea and a telos are confused is part of the managerial discourse or university discourse let's say par excellence and we're back to plato or to come back to what brian said before it is the the tyrant versus the democrat alcibiades you know alcibiades versus pericles in which both sides are worse if we can say that and so all of us are forced to now go oh no we're we're for free speech or we're for we're for the state or we're against the state or we're following the science or you know my science is better than your science like all all obviously all false right and that's the problem but no 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 positive idea this is where i i i agree with all of this i feel just i have to throw in a a quick slightly contradictory thing that i will uh baptize self-servingly as being dialectical like that i i agree very uh strong with our account of the the limitations and false sorts of, of theory as a as a historical mm. and 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 how pathetic it was in the face of capital and so forth. However, when we when we talk about management and it does treat of itself as a as a knowledge of of everything, I think it's worth mentioning how, in a perverse way, thesis eleven like management mm. is that yes. it is a praxis yes. right it is it's, preeminently pra- it's marxist leninist like yeah. thing that i dislike in sort of critiques of a theory which can indeed be useless and redundant and and pathetic and all of the things that we've we've just described is sometimes i think that judgment operates and we've mentioned this in other podcasts very effectively out of the urge to do like we, mm. we talked about this before like managers are just they're constantly doing shit neoliberals i think i said in an earlier episode it, it's like there's always a crisis crisis always has to be managed mm. that's good we are the people who mm. come in and solve things and you'll be trained as a bureaucrat or as an academic keep responding to the stuff like don't think about it's like shit. just, says just every... get on with it get yeah. get doing it. and this is the managerial it, fucking this is totally exactly i totally agree with that and it's like on says every 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 manager is a saint Right, they are, they're, they're genuinely sanctified yeah. in every sense yeah. that they're doing the good. They're doing yeah. the good for they're the whole. They're benevolently actually acting. They're not just. No. They're not your ivory tower fucking. Like, no, no, they're not contemplative. They're no, not contemplative. We're against yeah. contemplatives. We're, we're incredibly think, active. Yeah, I think they're another, formative. Another dimension yeah. to it, though, is that you have to also. I think, in particularly the contemporary forms of management as it's emerged, is that you have to be made complicit. You have to yes. work. Oh, absolutely. You have to act with Your the action. To act yeah. Within this is, yeah. Like, yeah. You know, this is very important. Yeah. This might be a bit like this. I remember workplaces like this. You'd go to work, you'd be exploited, you'd get paid, you'd fuck off. Yeah. You never thought about it. You yeah. didn't give a shit about yeah. how it run. You'd never talk to a boss. No. You never, you never cared about their business proposals or their next yeah. moves. You get you the paycheck. You got paid and you yeah. went and did whatever yeah. you wanted to do. Yeah. There's a certain, obviously, within the same sort of general structure, yeah. there's a certain freedom because... You weren't made complicit with whatever the fuck yes, they were doing. Yes, yes, very important. Yeah. But, but now they make you subjectively, not just yes, as, as an actor yes, yes. in that role, no. but subjectively you have to give up that's, that's right. to them your complicity and consent, essentially. Right? This is, this is yes. why Primo Levi says 
the formation of the Sonderkommando was the, was the Nazis' most demonic crime. So yes. the Sonderkommando, whose first job is to kill the previous Sonderkommando, eat well for, for, for several months, having chocolate, getting rid of other, you know, they're made complicit, and that's the grey zone for exactly the grey zone that, that, yeah. that, 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 that Levi speaks about. And that's why management hasn't forgotten any of those lessons. No. To make you complicit in your own obliteration and the obliteration and saying, yeah, I'm only here for three months, it's a short-term position but I'm going to have it's precarious and there's nothing more precarious than a Sonder Kamano but you're extracted from that precarity for a short time you live well for those three months you get your avocado and toast and latte or whatever and at at the end you know you know already how it's how it's going to end but you you perform that role so you have to perform it subjectively as 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 Levi says the most the most maybe Will. It will not be. It will not. As if it will not. And, and won't end in, in you shooting people or getting shot by or the, being the, shot the, by the, the next, next by the incoming. Maybe I if I do it well enough. Exactly. I'll, months, I'll be a really good... six-month yeah. gig. Exactly. Yeah. And so this, really, this subject... Sorry, yeah, just, yeah, to, right, just to right. emphasize once again the real yeah, situations yeah. That, that, yes, that, yes. that... And theory is not just useless. Theory is part of that. It has tools that can be used to maybe extract us from it but also dare I say where the danger is there the saving power grows <laughs> I can't believe like, actually sorry <laughs> sorry but in the, in the, yeah. I'm sorry <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but, but yeah, also, yeah. but that means no, we, right. need to, that we need to pay attention to that you're, too. You're, you're right, Justice. Like, like flippancy. Like, yeah, no, yeah. No, sorry. it's not the way out, but it is the structure. It's not the way out. That's right. Yeah. You know, it's not the way out. The, exactly. That's totally. Uh, yeah, we, I, I just, I, I just uh, yeah. very brief remark before this, which is just Adam. I I appreciate that. Like, I think that remark to what I was saying about the the practical elements of of management is really right, and it makes me think of a kind of third category between sort of theory and practice which is kind of the the liturgical you know i overuse the word catechism but i feel it's incredibly important to management that that you repeat certain kind of discursive things liturgically and this is a great part of the of the control like the suture of kind of theory and practice comes in the liturgy Mm -hmm. and that that's and that, and and that that is the kind of power management. That's just a, an a yeah. off remark. Like, well, down, praying you will believe exactly. Right? Well, exactly. Or, or Heron of Coburg says, I mean, that's the liturgical power yeah. as such, yes. right? Where you are integrated as part of the the, the great appl- acclamation of, of Godhead through your through your participation. And therefore, it doesn't matter if you believe. Like on the you one hand, that what you're subjective, but on the other hand. As long as you, as long as you do the gestures, as long as you say the word, that's enough because you're complicit enough yes. by, by virtue of having. And, and, and it that. separates, and that's one of the things that really does emerge in, in 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 our times is the separation of our subjectivity from what we believe. Right. Yes. I think that's one of the consequences of yes. this. We're exactly along the lines you suggest. It doesn't matter what you believe in the liturgy as long as you perform it. Yeah. And it is kneel down and pray, and you will believe the great Pascal yeah. Althusserian thesis. But now it actually we we don't believe it at all. No, and we still we still, still, we still do it. <laughs> but whatever our subjectivity is, we believe it's our beliefs. But it's got nothing to do with what we believe at all. And that's part yes. of the problem and of what, freedom today is where we think I should be free to say my beliefs. But your beliefs are irrelevant to your subjectivity, yes. dude. You're, you're, right. You know, like it is. The, and, and for the for those you are confessing to, they have captured you at that point of your word, right? Mm, and your word is your bond. Your mm, word is you. Right? Yeah, yeah you absolutely. This, that's you. So they're holding tight to that conception of subjectivity while they split your subjectivity in those terms, right? Your belief is being split from your enunciations, right? Yep. So 
you yep. again, like yep. you know, yeah. But we've we've got the correct understanding of you as a subject. Your word is what you, is your bond. While at the same time, in order for us to extract that from you, we've split you. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And that's the that's that's actually the the manifestation of, of the manager of the the genius of managerialism and its creation of disorder and confusion. It's nim, nimrodism, if I if I can say this for, for it, go to its it, go, end, it goes it? to its end. All things, yeah, all things move towards their end. Yeah. <laughs>
capitalist, yeah, uh, right? Yeah. Just yeah. because, uh, of course, capitalism is the problem. It is what must be overcome in a Marxist sense, how, how, which is why Rory's using it, which is fine. But the, I, I just think capitalism is not the sort of thing we, we fail to understand what capitalism is if we think it can just have a straightforward, like, mm. antithesis. Like, it's mm. much no, more exactly. dialectical exactly. than that. And, and a lot of... Capitalism is anti-capitalism. Exactly. Yeah. Is, is actually terribly capitalist. Capitalism is not... Through capitalism, yeah. through politics. Like, so people right. think mm. that, that when they're like, you know, I, I don't know, that, that, yeah. that the, the crudest version of this is that anti capitalism mm. is anything that doesn't operate on an entirely sort of commodified, like, like I, don't, I don't know, like you just made us coffee and didn't charge us anything out, out, out of <laughs> Therefore, that's yeah. outside of capitalism. It's like, phew, it's over, man. Like, like it's doing, yeah. or, or, you know, and, and I know Rory doesn't, but I just think, I just no, mean this, but I just think that's, that's worth saying that, Which... that anti-capitalism isn't determinate enough of, an, there are a lot of reasons to have problems with, with capitalism from the, from the right, from, from whatever. It, it's all about what you oppose it with and in the name and of I what that's. all of the, we've talked about before, but a lot of the, like, still, you know, contemporary sort of efforts to, you know, insist on something other than these forms of relations always predicate themselves with that anti, anti that, anti this, yeah. anti that, which obviously predicates that thing, right? Yeah. That is the thing that then becomes the object yeah. of which any subject moves toward or away from. And that's clearly problematic because you're almost become complicit in that which you then would rhetorically seek to have done with, right? Yes. This is yeah. part of, and I think you're right, you know, Ben, you know, there's plenty of others, and Bad you, of course, as well, recognise this problematic for a long, you know, have, have done for a long time. How do you something there has to be something else it's impossible to see that that exists in any way we understand but we can actually demonstrate that something other than what is shown to exist does it is is yes is real yeah and that is the thing we need to orient ourselves from right and then you go on and do all the normal things that you might do as an anti-capitalist but with that other orientation affirming something into the situation rather than trying to negate this amorphous ever ever retreating ever moving forward thing now like the great image of the tar baby in those racist stories. Now, the more you punch into that thing, <laughs> the more it grabs you. The yes. more it holds you. You punch, two punches, your feet go in. You know, the Br'er Rabbit stories, you know, I know they have a... Racist. But... Racist connotations and stuff, but that image is actually the one that you get from being anti... Yes. Because it absorbs uh, it that sort of shit well, too, too easily. It's so like it's, your, your counterculture right. turns but into like a new but lifestyle. But that's why capitalism is the, the genius. Yeah, the opposite. Yeah. They're, they're all, all good capitalists or anti-capitalists. Yes. In order yes. To, and yes. once again, we're back to a kind of the, the, the sophistic proliferation of new commodities, which you have to clear a space for, which look critical. But, but it, once again, platonically like... Socrates reduces people to, you know, there's an aporia, an aporos, not an antiporos, mm. but an aporos. So that's the, he himself is atopic, like a fucking allergy or a disease, <laughs> right? And he's, he's in from the topos, but he's atopic, topic, yeah. right? So the first thing is to be a capitalist yeah. as the first yes. moment, yes. right? Not yeah. anti-capitalist. Yeah. A-capitalist. A-capitalist. <laughs> yeah. Are you just using the indefinite? It's an alpha primitive. It's an alpha primitive. It's an alpha primitive. That's the first thing. Yeah. But then the second thing, as we know from Plato, is it's not enough to. You need that as the first moment. But as we've been saying again, we need a double subtraction. Whether it was whether it's mm. whether it's. Uh, 
Aristophanes, there needs to be a, Aristophanes and Zeus. Well, Zeus cutting up the the early humans. Whether it's Jesus as double double kenosis, da, double kenosis. <laughs> we need a double. So, so a capitalism yeah. is only the first moment. The second moment is the the next subtraction, and that's the one where we're all. Where we're, what is the what are the ideas in which we can organise and 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 fight and fight properly, right? And that's the that's the a a capitalism. We're spontaneously anti-capitalist, but are we a capitalist? Like first moment, the second moment. That's the that's what that's the point of this podcast to lead, yeah, to lead ourselves to a thought of the idea that we need to lead ourselves out of where and we've you can led ourselves. Probably see within those examples, like the example of the. Russian Revolution. I mean, the mm. difficulty of transforming yeah. itself from, you know, overcoming what it opposed to becoming what it, you know, supposes or pronounces yes. or affirms, right? Yes. The difficulty of making that move. Obviously, yes. under enormous pressures and invasions. But they the West, know that from the beginning. So the, yeah, the, the, that's the yeah, problem for the all of them. Right. From the exactly. be, the, this exactly. is not, this is impossible. Yeah. We're going to try it anyway. And yeah. we know yeah. that yeah. at that. every step, because we're at the fucking edge of exit, we're at the edge of being, nothing in being tells us which way to go. That's the point about actuality. Yeah. Actuality will always tell you there's a way to go. Here's 10 different ways you could yeah, yeah. go. Here are the options for you and your, and the aporia means that you're stopped at the edge of existence, right? At yeah. the edge, and there is no solution the in the situation. The right? path like is disappears. What, yeah. That's where, if the path disappears, they themselves know. But and so to, to recreate the absolute intensity and risk and bemusement and commitment and just craziness of being in that situation because we're never in that situation, right? We always have options. Neoliberalism proliferates all yeah, our options. Right. Stop right? us ever reaching an upper We never, never, never. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't, I mean, part of it, yeah. you, you should never put yourself in that position. Yes. You can keep on putting yourself in opposition, but yes. never in that position. Just right. choose right. a different right. oppositional yeah, brand. Right. There's so many yeah. of them. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're all good. Yeah, and that's they're all, all good. Should we invest yeah. in crypto? <laughs> I mean, all the money we're, made, we're not making from this podcast. Like. Contrast this with, to, yeah. just because Rory made the reference and we're talking about the French Revolution, yes. I think that the, the, the difference be, be, from the beginning of the revolution, 1789, where there's a clear oppositional, mm. dis, like against the, the privileges of the aristocracy or whatever, mm. and the moment of our period, which is we started, I, I think, because it's an anniversary. Yeah, when once you're actually trying to build the republic, that's which we started with incorruptibility, yeah. talking yeah. about yeah. our boy Robespierre and Saint-Just yeah. and yeah. so forth. Yeah. So I think it's a good kind of coming back to the beginning of the podcast that those are the guys who face the moment of aporia yeah. and more than just yeah, right. opposition to something that already exists. And, and, that, and that's, that's the hardship. That's the but, bit but that that's we all suck at doing. Right? Bit because yeah. everyone will be on your side when you make that first move. And they are. Because everyone's looking for the chance. And there's no cuts, that's right? right? So conservatives, once, liberals, everyone's right. on board. Yeah. The monarchy, Bri- even the church, the, maybe at least get their property the back. The British are celebrating the revolution. They're going great. Yeah, yeah. Free markets are on the Way, they're right? catching up with us, right. right? Like, exactly. yeah. But exactly, as soon as they start to concretize what the revolution means for yeah. everybody, yeah. then the pushback comes. The big the invasions yeah. come. Yeah. The internal squabbles and you know the separation of the different clubs and stuff becomes more stark and distinct. Yes. Ultimately, Thermidor, right? Yes. The real terror begins at Thermidor. Yes. Right? More died that day than any time before, but that Thermidorian 
revolution, if you like, or reaction ushers in the gains which everybody at the beginning on the bourgeois side or whatever were hoping for. Right? And they, they get them. And they get them. They yeah. don't get what they were after. That's it, was a good invest, it was a good investment in the revolution. That's right. right. But you're totally right. That first instance, we're all on the same side. Yeah. Opposition. The Opposition. We're the regime. Right? And indeed, yeah, it's kind exactly. of, and it's planetary, it's and in which the centre and periphery, to come back to another point that, you, that, that you, you're making before, is that, well, we have Haiti, and we have, like, to come back to, the, uh, to, to Rory's question too, the black Spartacus, yes, like, like yes. Toussaint Louverture, the word Spartacus <coughs> comes out of, what, what the, 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 the great Roman slave revolt, right. like, at the, exactly. towards the end of the, the, the Republic, Spartacus, that signifier, but now with Toussaint Louverture in a completely different thing, is history settled? Well, you know, 30,000, you know, like, Roman, Roman gladiators and their children and whatever, all the were you know and women and dogs crucified yeah. on the Appian that's Way, right. yeah. completely crushed, right? Yeah. But that signifies Spartacus, yeah. and 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 is revivified as part of the the, the like ongoing millennia, yeah, yeah, millennia later, yeah. and in a different place, in a so different far place, away so far. Yes, in, that's absolutely yes. and part of the planetary revolt that is the the French Revolution, where it's still in the phase of we are going to const- we're saying no, we're saying no to the horror, and then we're going to construct. And Toussaint Louverture is sold out precisely again at the moment where the revolution becomes frozen. We have to and, and, and in a weird the, way the, because the, you identify the, too the, much the, with the French Revolution. Yes, consequences like he sort of. The, you know, he sort of still has faith in that sequence, which is clearly dead from Thermidor and by now Napoleon, right? Yeah. He, he, it's weird in a way. You, you, I mean, you know, it's not yeah. a blame thing, but it's like he still thinks that the French, the revolution has given something which is irrevocable. Yes. And he will be sort of okay. It, yes. Okay, you know what I mean? Yes. I mean, but, but, but he put... Like, yeah, you know, there are. There's a, there's a land, that's sort of, indeed. Yeah. But, anyway, but, but you have to have faith at some yeah, point, and yeah, that's yeah, the problem yeah, yeah. of the risk at the very yeah. limits of aporia. Yeah, there yes. is no one can help you, and no one can tell you where to go, and your being and the future of everything you have fought for in an incredibly heroic sense is going, may be crushed, and you have nothing to guide you, right? You that's the absolute. That is the no knowledge. No, no, no there is no knowledge. Nothing, no theory can help you, which yeah. is why you can't, you know, and it's that point. All all your thought is concentrated in your being as well and in the practice and nothing to guide you except except what do I, you know, what, and those heroes are heroes at their, all the way to the end. We do. And so, Rob, is what, in your view, are the contemporary forms and future potentials of para-academic sites of education? (laughs) I'm thinking of institutions like the MSCP, but also more broadly of the internet-based ecosystems of podcasts, YouTube channels, amongst other as well as in-person communities like reading groups or pub and cafe discussions. How does thinking happen in these sites and how do they relate to today's universities? I can see that Rob's question is also speaks to a lot of things we've been saying today and before as well. And clearly, I guess we're, you know, in various ways all been involved in these little experiments. 
mm. ongoing in many ways, like even reading groups, as we were discussing the other night, we've been running a Badgie reading group since 2005. Yeah. A lot of people have come through that group and gone off in various different directions. I don't know how many have maintained a fidelity of the Badgie. There's certainly some who still go, still go right, Justin? That, that indeed. You know, and manifest that in various ways. Of course, the real academy and the real university and the real um, platforms and powers which organise our knowledge <coughs> play on that. You know, you might commit yourself to these things for a period of time, but then reality is always a check on those things. So it is difficult to maintain. Rob's absolutely correct. I mean, I guess all these different ways are different experiments within our contemporary situation at something other than that, and for various reasons. It's not always because people are mm. affirmatively trying to subvert the form, you know, forms of universities, because sometimes it's contingent. Mm. Well, you've got nothing else. There's no other way to do this, what you want to do, right? Yeah. All those things are part of this uh, problematic. You can also think about how even these things emerge into different periods of time where different outside institutional things played important roles, whether it's coffee houses, let's say, in the yeah. English situation. Pubs. Even the academy originally yeah. speaking. Salons. Set itself up with outside that salons. So these things have been around for a long time. Whether you can gain any purchase beyond the institutional framework is a difficult question that Rob was asking us. Yeah. And Too I, soon to say. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think I, I think it has to be something that you, you, you can't give a a nice determinate answer. As in, no. as in, on the one hand, I, I think yeah, the only hope for something like philosophy, actual thought, a whole bunch of practice is in the one sense going to be in a with a kind of relationship of, di- of a certain distance from from the institutions which are utterly corrupt but that doesn't mean that by virtue yeah, of having yeah. made that of being in sort of scare quotes outside of the institution that that will be victorious or, mm. or like mm. undermine or in fact like like it, it, no. it's a no. it's a risk it's a gamble and the the possibilities of co-optation we've seen not not to go to sort of biographical on this but with, with the MSCP just because because R- Rob mentioned it I mean one one thing that I think just because he mentioned YouTube videos and, and podcast and so forth is that very often one, one real barrier to, to this kind of thing is like you step out of the institution and, ki- and kind of throw yourself on the open slather of the market mm, right which exactly. means like the governance by algorithms and yes. all of these kind of things and and clearly that has a sort of deleterious effect on what you're trying to do, especially if it's supposed to be the glimmers of some kind of different uh, orientation. So I I, I don't think those dangers can be kind Mm. of dismissed or, 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 or taken lightly, but I'm also not sure, I mean, why are we doing this thing, gentlemen, that... But you know, you find yourself with many other other options. There's got to be a, a risk. There's got. I think anything worth doing has the possibility of kind of catastrophic failure and kind of descent into a well that was a big yeah. nothing. But but that's true of most things, as far as, as far it's as like I was thinking about, about Swan, uh, uh, Swan from Swan in Love in Proust yeah. is like I've so I've wasted my life on a woman who wasn't even my type. And love has the, to it has to have that yeah, risk, to, in and it, that's right? the, the like, risk. Of, yeah. That's the risk of life. You can't in that guarantee sense. that you won't be in the swan situation. There's nothing that you can no. do in love that prevents that, right? So, I guess it's a question of the desire for thought, right? Yes. Yes. 
important and but I think that you addresses it in those terms at one point somewhere, right? That that is what is animate in these things. It doesn't yes. really yeah. matter in a certain sense what an outcome might yes. be. Not, yes. It's not yeah. predicated on the outcome, it's no. only predicated yeah. on that desire which yes. can't find its expression or it can't find its community, it can't find its others in those institutions or it finds that desire blocked at a certain point. Yeah. And, but it, it, it itself remains, right? And so how can you give something a body or yes, to give a to body, desire, yeah. right? And then you find others with, the, with that desire and then see what happens from there. And again, yeah, no guarantee. Just because you're outside the institution doesn't mean that you're not going to suffer from institutional, you know, what problems. Particularly <laughs> start to organise and start. To but you particularly will. It will come. Going. It will come after you, right? Yes, the whole, exactly as, right. as Lacan right. says about the Cathars, you try and steal that signifier from the from the church. Well, the whole church is going to come <laughs> after <laughs> you, not just a little bit of it, right? Like and then the and up against it's a crusade. It's like the massacre yeah. of like. Thousands of people. Yeah. Like, Kill them all. God will God know will his own. Yeah, God yeah. will sort them out. So like, it actually has this sort of problem from time to time is that the university comes after us. Yes. From, you know, well, you've got that. Can we have... Can we have like that? all of it? Over your corpses? It's great that you have that. Come on. So, you know, you, you do see that. And, and, and also with him, of course... I guess one of the things that you need to be... This is like maybe like the revolutionary situation, but in a yeah. minor sense. Exactly. Is that you need exactly. to have that caution that because you have this thing which is organised, which is a certain... A certain how do you keep it disciplined, right? Yeah. In terms of the organisation. How do you not yeah. become precisely what every other model is telling you you need to become in order to continue? Yeah. When, of course, you actually are continuing. So why do I need a model of continuation <laughs> that comes from those who would like to see me not continue except in their terms? Like, you know... Oh. You know, Ivy's question, to come back to the, the question we, we didn't really answer, said, well, playing live as opposed to playing dead. And you oh, play right. dead yeah. in order so you can pretend and something, yeah. well, maybe the predator will great overlook survival. you. Yeah. It's a great survival. Yeah, yeah. And playing live is also a great surviving technique yeah. where you, you play as if you're live when you're... But actually, what we're talking about, we're talking about thinking is like, can, can thought go on though life shuts off, right? Yeah. Can thought go, or, you know, Leotard had a question, can thought go on without a body? That was the sort of question that we're having. No, but it doesn't have to be any particular body, right? Yeah. And that's the question that, that, that we're talking about. Many different bodies are possible, but all of them susceptible to, you know, is there a telos? No, we're just doing it. We're doing it. We're going to keep doing it. But, yeah. And that links to, to Rory's question, I, I, I think, mm. that you don't know the fate of your enterprise, and if you're indifferent mm. to the body, like if it's not about us and our interest and in getting fucking mm. Peter Deal money or whatever, the, the, the right wing side of the of the grifters of this exactly. last trying to exactly. trying to aim for, then the idea is like no, but someone picks that up at some time and 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 continues with it, right? Like yeah. maybe that's the best you can. Yeah, it's not for you. Right? It's not, it's for, not us. for us. Yeah. Right? yeah, for all of us and for none of us. Like. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, hope, hope but not for us as the Tikkun guys used to say in the 2000s yeah, like, right. yeah. Um, nice. Kafka yeah. alright well that's All right. pretty much exhausted the questions that were sent to us uh, we've been going for a good, good period of time so I think the Barons are going to sign off for 2022 ho 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 and all that <laughs> And thanks for sending us your, your questions yeah, and for, for anyone who's, you know, continues to listen to us and, 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 and follow us. Like we've enjoyed doing this very much, but it's, it's good to know that some of you presumably are getting something out of this. So thank you. Yeah, Put the right. money, non-sequential bills in the hollow tree <laughs> <That's right>. outside. <laughs>